This episode of AVXL was recorded on April 23rd, 2020. We're going to talk about ATSC3 tuners. Silicon Dust is bringing the over-the-air magic video to your home network again. Some sweet deals on speakers. Where to buy your gear when Amazon won't ship to you for weeks. 8K HDMI cable madness and quite a bit more. And don't forget, ask at AVXL if you got a question for us. Testing, one, two, three. All right. I'm not blowing anything out. Ignorant weasels chewing on your soul. Ignorant weasels. Do you have speed? Yeah. Welcome to AVXL, your guide to the best in home video and audio gear, no matter what your budget is. I'm Patrick Norton. Hey, I am Robert Heron. And uh, not our longest episode this week. I want to apologize to everybody, but I'm about to drive 960 miles to go look at a house, which my family may be moving into. So wish me luck and remind me to keep the speeds low because when the highways are empty because of pandemics, the state troopers have more time to tag your ass. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I I wish you luck in your journey of discovery. May it prove fruitful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Robert. Kansas just begs to be sped across on 70. Everywhere right now. California CHP, (sighs) they're having a field day handing out speeding tickets. There is like a rash of people driving in excess of the local speed limits quite severely. Shocking. Yeah, exactly. It's the best time to be out driving ever. Somebody did a wonderful tweet that was like, hey, Fast and the Furious want to be delete expletive. Don't squander hospital resources because, you know, you don't have the talent (laughs) to do that 360 in the middle of the Golden Gate Bridge. They got like a video of somebody doing something super stupid. I think they hit a telephone pole with the ass end of their car because they lost control. They drove away, of course. but Let alone (laughs) going to the hospital in an automobile accident, I am simply at this point trying not to injure myself working around the house. (laughs) I do not want to end up having to go to the ER or my local hospital that's probably dealing with a lot of other stuff right now. That seems smart. Yeah, not the good place to be. Silicon Dust HD Home Run Quart Quattro. Apparently I can't say Quattro today. Quattro! Quattro 4K. This is interesting. We've never seen them do a Kickstarter project to launch a new tuner. In this case, it's a very early, but will probably be very fine ATSC 3.0 tuner. We've seen other vendors do this, where they're a perfectly healthy vendor. They have money, but they choose to Kickstart a project rather than kind of funding the production themselves. Is that a fair assessment? This will go a ways toward getting the product out there maybe quicker. Uh In essence, you are helping with the development of the product as well because you're getting in on the ground floor, so to speak, if you choose to participate in the Kickstarter program to begin with. The Quattro 4K is going to be an upgrade over their previous Quattro box. The Mm -hmm. 4K in this case will be ATSC 3 support of the four tuners built into this network-enabled over-the-air tuner that you can connect a cheap antenna to an antenna to period, and receive over-the-air broadcasts. Two of the tuners built in will be the standard ATSC tuners we know and love today, but two of them will be ATSC 3 enabled for pulling in those 4K broadcasts, pulling in that new type of data, that packetized video data. That soon will become a new standard for broadcasting. At $199 for the cheapest package currently on Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. it will be a network-enabled quad tuner that is still compatible the way other HD Home Run products are in terms of if you're using Plex or other products in terms of the back end and how you actually save your recorded content. The streaming capabilities should 
also be the same. I believe they're also saving everything to standard video formats that are compatible with a wide variety of TVs and other devices. I believe they're using this Kickstarter to make what they would eventually release anyway as a product even better by the time it reaches mass distribution. In addition to the standard 199 tuner they have with the, the Quattro 4K, they also have a dev version for an extra hundred bucks that includes all the backend software. If you're looking to develop applications or you're just super curious about the data streams in particular and being able to capture and record and play back the raw data that goes into an ATSC3 broadcast, that is something to consider as well. And they have other deals beyond that if you're looking for multiple units or, or even just a token of the event itself, having one of the first ATSC3 products that I'm aware of actually available on our last episode and the previous one. It's been a <laughs> lament of mine that we have this standard being deployed this year on an ad hoc basis effectively, but there really are no end user products to receive these signals at all, unless right. you're in a very specialized test market and you've been handed some equipment. It's good to see something from the HD Home Run folks. We'll see this apparently coming out June, July timeframe. Cool. You know, especially if you actually have content. <laughs> I mean, eventually all broadcasters are going to switch to this. So I know this is kind of a product that is straddling that line, though. It, it has right. uh, of the four tuners built in two for ATSC 3.0 and two for the current ATSC standard. It will be interesting to see if suddenly those old school ATSC tuners become obsolete. Maybe in a year or less, this product with its four tuners effectively is only a two tuner product. We'll see. Well, you know, the standard's not even deployed. The content not available widely. <laughs> right. There isn't a product out. And here is a company actually throwing down saying, here, here is what we're thinking and why. And it's a good bridge product for getting us through this odd transition compared to the previous transition. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a very transitional product. <laughs> totally. If you're looking to develop for this new platform, that dev product seems like a total bargain. And they'll probably sell out of those rather quickly. There are worse things. There are worse things. Obviously, there are lots of people at home. Streaming video, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like, you know, huge gains, like 30% higher than usual in terms of network traffic. It's interesting because we're so used to Netflix being very excited about their accomplishments and playing them up whenever possible. One of the things that came out in their financial reports is they had huge numbers in the first quarter of this year. They'd expected to add about 7 million subscribers, bringing their global base up to about 174 million. They added 15.8 million subscribers uh, and and ended uh, the first quarter with 183 million subscribers, including like 2.3 million additional subs uh, in North America. I just find sometimes the number of people that are like tapped into Netflix, I find that deeply fascinating, which is why I'm mentioning this. They they called out, they're like, I love the, the Reed Hastings uh, uh, and the CFO, Chief Financial Officer, Spencer Newman, wrote a, basically a letter about this. And I love this line, quote, like other home entertainment services, we're seeing temporarily higher viewing and increased membership growth. <laughs> no so, it's it's always nice to see a company doing well but not being like you know, due to the excellent efforts of our marketing and sales teams, they're like, the world's off its rails, but it's worked out really well for us. This is temporary. Don't hammer us when all those people stop subscribing in a few months. They did uh, hammer that temporary issue, though, during their earnings call. Yeah. Indicating that what you see today in terms of the incredible performance may not likely be the case on the next earnings report. <laughs> Everything may go back to a little less intense viewing <laughs> and usage of their platform. But still. 
Uh, they yeah. are. They are incredibly popular. They're one of my favorite sources for just good-looking streaming content, in addition mm-hmm. to just a wide variety of programming. They're yeah. on top of the whole Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision delivery that's integrated into all of their doings right now, especially for internal projects. It's all done that way. Visually speaking and listening-wise, I appreciate it all. I was thinking about Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus streaming once again, so we've been watching His Dark Materials on HBO, and part of me is like, Dear HBO, please, please, a little more bandwidth or some better compression, because this is driving me nuts. In case anybody at HBO cares. <laughs> I have noticed that at least on my TV, it, it wasn't automatically kicking up to, say, YouTube's highest streaming quality automatically. And I had to go back in and huh. say, you know what? Uh, I have the bandwidth. Put that back on. <laughs> Put that back up so my 4K TV looks a little bit better displaying 1080p content instead of 720p or lower make my pretty look pretty oh yeah so i was gonna say just maybe double check settings but yeah there could be something else going on i compare everyone else's compression to netflix directly especially with their in-house content that is you know rather delicious looking 4k compressed rather well especially at the high bit rate, and delivered quite nicely. There are worse things than excellent compression. And I will admit, as much as I personally, and we were whining about some things that Disney chooses to do, with content that is classic in nature and editing it as such, one thing at least with programs like at least The Mandalorian, that is the <laughs> one single thing I can say I've watched end to end. It looked great. It was in HDR Dolby Vision, and the audio mm-hmm. was fantastic. I hope there is more programming like that to be had. It is still completely unforgivable, though, that their uh, Simpsons <laughs> presentations of the early years in standard yeah. uh, in standard definition in 4 by 3 aspect ratio is being ungodly stretched in odd and disturbing <laughs> ways <laughs> it's, it's a sacrilege did anyone look at this before you put it on the server and i'm still angry that i can only get my south park on hulu at least all of the south park episodes south park still has its own <laughs> website for some episodes but it seems like every time that one episode you want to watch oh sorry the only place this is available is on hulu.com ha ha exactly Sorry. Nelson. Uh, I was helping a friend of a friend with uh, a listener that couldn't hear their audiobooks. They, they have difficulty hearing audiobooks. And they were looking for software that would allow them to increase the volume of their audiobooks. And there's a couple things going on here. One is, especially as you go into older audiobooks, a lot of them are recorded at a somewhat lower level than maybe more recently recorded ones. You can do things like run Amazon into iTunes and use iTunes to up the levels, essentially of softer audiobooks. Other people have been like, oh, this person should get a headphone amplifier. And I love headphone amplifiers and DACs. And, you know, I own a, you know, if my wife ever figures out how many headphone amplifiers and DACs I own, it will probably create what I affectionately call marital strife. I need to remind everybody, if you have difficulty hearing, before you buy a headphone amp, before you buy a bigger amplifier to turn up the volume, go see an audiologist, please. Because if you keep turning the volume up, if you have hearing loss, even if it's very early, well, I only have trouble hearing when there's a lot of people in the room. I only have trouble hearing when, uh, you know, there's a bunch of noise in the background. You know, when you realize that it's harder to hear people speaking than it used to be, or if you're having difficulty with the frequencies of the human voice or any other frequency, talk to, get to an audiologist and have them test your hearing and examine you. 
please, because once your hearing's gone, there is cases where there is temporary hearing loss and things come back. But if you keep hammering your ears over and over and over again, you will eventually lose more and more of your hearing. Nobody wants to be deaf. No disrespect to any deaf people listening right now. No. That's I, a, a weird attempted at humor. But hey, Growing up in the 90s, I have some deaf DJ friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were, they were yeah, deaf I, then. They are totally deaf now. Yeah. yeah, we we both have friends who either through military careers and artillery <laughs> in the late 60s, early 70s. Testing has never been shooting. easier, though. Yeah. Most Costco's I walk into, at least the general ones, have hearing centers where you can get your, well, you can get your ears and eyes tested mm-hmm. while you're there and yeah. go hit up the pharmacy. It is that easy if you already have a yeah. membership like that or any store, a club store, or if you already have health insurance, you have a regular system you work within, Right. set up that appointment. Yeah. And it would be better to do it that way than go off on your own and do it, especially yeah. if you are part of a, a medical group already, because it's good to keep all that info in one place just for cross-referencing and good things like that. But yeah, don't ignore it. Also explore the settings within your device that you're actually listening to this stuff to. I still go back to Samsung and maybe other manufacturers do it, mm-hmm. but Samsung always provided within the audio setup with earbuds and a way to test each ear and create literally an EQ profile for each year. I always found that it seemed to work for me. It added some interesting clarity, and it also highlighted some of the differences in the hearing I have between each year just by running through that built-in test, and that's free. That's something to check out, but nothing beats seeing a professional for either, you know, getting my eyes checked every year, sometimes twice a year, uh, let alone having someone take a look at my ears and make sure, especially if you do notice differences or... Everyone is telling you that. It's like, hey, <laughs> we repeat an awful lot of stuff to you. A lot. <laughs> yeah. You're the, well, it's, you're the it's, king of what? <laughs> excuse me? Could you repeat that again? Please. Just, you have options. Go get it checked. Yeah. The ratings crew who do some extraordinary uh, headphone reviews, or excuse me, extraordinary uh, television reviews. I love the testing they do for headphones. I do not necessarily often agree with their headphone reviews, which is okay. Opinions are different, and and they measure things in different ways than I do. I am much more of a purist and and have a much narrower, I think, reviewing kind of uh, schedule than they do. But uh, RTING s.com who also i want to give a shout out to because one we love your television reviews and two we're really 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 sorry to hear that quebec has shut you guys down until uh uh, may 4th uh, which has to be incredibly frustrating but we love you guys they have incredible tests of noise isolation and cancellation for headphones their their testing is extraordinary on all products they look at i just want to remind people rather than turning the volume up if the problem is background noise outside getting headphones or earbuds that attenuate that isolate uh your ears better from outside noise will make it vastly easier for you to hear without turning up the volume. If you go to rtings.com and, you know, look at their headphone tests, they have basically all 232 sets of headphones they've tested. They have some really great testing on the noise isolation for noise canceling and passive uh, headphones. And they divide it like bass, mid, and treble. And it's really interesting to look at the testing and it gives you an idea of just exactly how much quieter some headphones or earbuds are than others now earbuds you have to make sure they fit your ear canal properly but if they do you can cut down huge amounts of background noise which will make everything easier to hear and also will make your experience of music or soundtracks better because they won't be interrupted by crazy ass noises 
I appreciate ratings website because every review has a QA section mm-hmm. and for all of their benchmark methodologies, they explicitly post those online in yeah. addition to asking for feedback. They entirely encourage everyone to take a look at what they're doing and, and make suggestions accordingly. Yeah. Really, really good group of people. One last thing about ratings is also it is, and I find this probably the most critical, is they actually buy all of their products through retail channels. It is not a product handed to them by any particular company, specifically for TVs. Through the years I used to do that, I now, looking back upon that, realized more than once I was handed a hand-selected golden sample (laughs) when uh, what ended up going out to the public wasn't always the case and that's just something to Uh something i also appreciate in their methodology just in terms of acquisition of the product itself yeah that's pretty cool it's very consumer reports of them and i mean that in a positive way elac is having a big speaker dale uh speaker sale not dale 30 percent off on the debut 2.0 speakers and there are several other models that are being discounted right now at some locations uh the unify which is one of my favorite personal speakers that i bought with my own money debut 2.0 reference which i haven't heard yet but i hear good things about uh has been showing up at a bunch of places if you've been thinking about buying speakers those debut 2.0s are quite quite good and at 30 percent off they are even better Emotiva sent out an email uh, this week that they have a ton of stuff back in stock. For example, you know, most of their stuff is manufactured in China. Their kind of website dried up in terms of a bunch of stuff you could buy. But apparently the T1 Plus, T2 Plus, and T0 speakers, which are all quite good, are back in stock. And I want to give a shout out. Uh, their Basex A100 amp is still a fantastic deal at $229. If you want a very compact uh, small manageable amplifier uh, to run even some fairly power hungry speakers. That is a fantastic deal for the money there. Excellent. Yeah, that's on your short list, especially at thirty percent off for Elac <laughs> right now. Mm. Mm. We like sales. Tempting. They make us happy. Evan emailed ask at avxl.com, and we invite you to email ask at avxl.com if you have a question. He says, I'm finally going 4K from my old 2014 Vizio M to a larger LG CX. Primarily, I want to have VRR on next-gen consoles, and it seems that's variable refresh rate, by the way. And it seems display tech is there. However, with COVID, I fell into the AVS forum black hole. My AVR isn't 4K, so it needs upgrading, but no HDMI 2.1 AVRs yet. I am completely confused about eARC as a workaround until new AVRs come in 2021. My HDMI cable in-wall is about 35 feet from the AVR, so the cable is a lot of work to mess with and I can't run multiple cables. Is eARC the best workaround option until HDMI 2.1 AVRs come out? What do I look for in a new cable? No matter, I think I'll have to buy an interim cheap receiver. My old receiver is a Denon 21. 12 CI. My sources are TiVo, Romeo, Console, Blu-ray, Roku, Chromecast, Ultra, and my HDMI cable is a Monoprice high-speed HDMI cable, 40-foot black, active 4K at 60 hertz, etc., 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 Cabernet Ultra Series. Regards, Evan in Foster City, California. Plug everything into the TV and run one cable through the ARC port, eARC port on the CX back to the AVR. Done. if the four i believe it's four hdmi inputs on the cx so Mm -hmm. one of those will be going back to the avr for audio return all of your other connected devices should be able to deliver everything up to the latest lossless audio whatever 
either from a connected disc player to your favorite streaming services. Well, that seems simple enough. LG's audio setup menu is a dream. It has every stupid <laughs> option and stuff you will probably never use, including uh, WISA support for wireless speakers. Do you want Bluetooth to the headphones and the TV speakers on at the same time or all sorts of cool options? It also provides, although you'll probably never need it because you're using external speakers, but the <laughs> LG OLEDs, at least with starting with the 9 series last year, the remote control acts as a microphone and can do basic audio optimization for the TV once it's set up, which is kind of cool. It's there. It is kind of cool. I heard a difference it's not night and day. It's still TV speakers, but I appreciated that it was there and it tried to make an improvement for the given room condition. I don't think you have a problem. It would be nice to move everything back to the AVR and use that as the main hub and run only the video cable out. But until that point, I don't believe you're going to have much, if any, issues using eARC built into the TV itself. Cool. I don't think you have to change much at this point. I'm okay with not changing things. <laughs> Call me lazy. Call me crazy. I was laughing earlier because uh, I, I forwarded you this this 8K HDMI cable spammy kind of uh, thing that arrived in my email. And uh, you were just like, that price is stupid. You have a, a link to your favorite 8K fiber HDMI cable in the rundown. If you happen to need a cable exceptionally long, like when you start getting into, in the case of Evan in Foster City, he's right. running a 40-footer, but that's an active cable, meaning that it has an input and an output that you can't mix up. There may be a power addition to it as well, although probably unlikely. It's probably all just chip-driven within the cable itself. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, what I'm looking at for the next gen, if I were buying one of these today, I'd seriously consider one of the new fiber cables that are out. Relatively widely available now through your regular sources, including Amazon, they're currently claiming that their latest chipsets are supporting up to 8K120, 48 gigabit, complete HDR, and Dolby Vision, HDCP support, full-blown color support, if you're thinking of using this with computer systems, and eARC and ARC support. Mm -hmm. So everything built into kind of one cable, lengths from anywhere from 15 to 100 plus feet, and it's doing it all over fiber. So effectively, at each end, you have a converter that is taking your input signals and converting those into light, and then undoing that at the other end and supplying the electrical right into that port. I've seen nothing but good reviews of these products. Mm -hmm. Given the length that you can do quite easily, this would be a great option for anyone dealing with a long connection need, uh, especially when I think of like projector systems or you just want to be able to run a long run of HDMI without thinking about what might come next. In the case of these fiber mm -hmm. cables, they seem to support everything I could possibly think of for the next five to 10 years in one cable. Oh, wow. There you go. It's all kind of done. The one question I did have is what is the fire rating on these if you need to actually put these in a wall that you want to really pay attention to. And I see most of them rated for CL2. If you absolutely needed CL3 rating, mm -hmm. you would have to look around for something even a little more specialized. In the end, I think this is a good option if you're unwilling or unable to run something like conduit between point A and B, where you can, in the future, take the current cable and pull the next cable with it. However, if that's not the case, I think these fiber cables are really some of the best long cable options out there. I see nothing better, and it seems to support as far as future-proofing you into the future, so you'll never have to likely replace it. That's okay. 
We'll see, though. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm looking at the 50-footer on Amazon right now for 190 about four bucks a foot. Well, that starts to get expensive. <laughs> it's expensive, but this is, in particular, the quote-unquote 8K model as well. Maybe you could save a couple of bucks going with a 4K model, but... But if you're looking truly to future-proof it, or if you're dealing with one of the very new TVs that will enable at least one HDMI port that accepts an 8K 120 signal, or an 8K 60 signal for that matter, this would be a cable to run that signal through, and you wouldn't have to think about it as I ramble on about future-proofing. No, I was just trying to figure out like if there was anything I could add to that, and then I was just like, I'm just going to sit here patiently process That was a lot of information. Yeah, um, just... I'm also laughing because you know I we're th- talking about CL2 rating in, in one of the houses I looked at recently uh, online, and I called the real estate agent up and I was like, I'm sorry, it says there's aluminum wiring in this home. Uh, however, the home, like aluminum wiring showed up in homes mostly between like 65 and 72. And, and you know, if it hasn't been uh, updated, it, it can be incredibly problematic as in like 55 times more likely to, you know, burst into flames. Uh, I exaggerate. Actually, I don't, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking non-technically, but the short answer is the guy was like, oh, no, 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 it's copper wiring. I, I don't know why the homeowner checked that. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll take a look at that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was sitting there and I'm like, okay. But I was laughing. I was like, why would they check aluminum wiring if it was actually copper? But exactly. I was thinking about that as we were talking about CL2 ratings. And I was like, you know, what's the likelihood of the voltage being in any case? It's not about the cables themselves bursting into flames. It's about the insulation on the cable not creating a huge amount of smoke in case the wall is on fire. Um, And one would think with a fiber optic cable, there's little to no voltage running through that. Exactly. I could be wrong. Actually, there must be. Shouldn't there? Uh, No. Yeah. Because they are doing eARC, so there is a good solid return channel. Enabled. I, you know what? I'm going to have to crack one of these $200 cables open. Take a look at what's going on inside. <laughs> Release the Kraken and get the multi-tester. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Hey, if you traditionally shop on Amazon and Amazon's like, you're shopping for something that's not food, medicine, or a pulse oximeter, you'll get it in several weeks whenever we get to it. Which, you know, given that Amazon's somewhat overloaded right now, yeah. is, is probably a perfectly reasonable response. And, you know, feeding children... And other people is probably more important than me getting some obscure piece of, you know, cable or uh, headphones. Dude, um, there's still no I toilet mean, paper on Amazon. I've, uh, I, <laughs> Although I, I took another 12-pack. I took your to... suggestion and went to a Walgreens. <laughs> they told Did me they up, have it? They hooked me up. <laughs> they had a shipment in the back and told me to come back between 3 and 4 o'clock. <laughs> I felt like a <laughs> criminal. Felt like a drug deal? <laughs> I'm like, hey, buddy, I'll be back. Let me go get some some pure toilet paper here. (laughs) You know what the street value on this roll is? (laughs) You know what? I didn't even ask what brand it was. That's how. I'm good for another week or so, but. I was actually in a Safeway and walked down an aisle because I was looking for hand soap and they had like 12 packs of toilet paper and I was just like, oh, yay. Um, It's got to be the good stuff, though. You know, at this point, anything that's not involving me using my hand yeah, uh, is, is okay, you know. We'll, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the days when Costco has the house brand back in stock. Exactly. Uh, 
This is technically, however, AV Excel. Yeah. It's not about toilet paper and scarcity, but it's about audio and video gear. If you can't, if you're looking at Amazon and it's going to take forever to get something, uh, there are lots of other vendors out there. Crutchfield says they're going to ship anything in stock in three days. Best Buy is still delivering and has pickup. Um, Music Direct has those ELAC speakers I mentioned earlier on sale and quite a bit more. I want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Source AV in Torrance, California. They have, uh, you obviously can't shop there right now, but if you live in LA and you're curious about headphones or high-end audio uh, and home theater gear, they're incredible. Uh, And they have one of the most amazing rooms full of personal audio devices, which is headphones and headphone amplifiers and DACs. Uh, That is the best thing I've ever seen out of actually going to a can jam gathering um, where all the vendors show up. They ship all over the country. You know, if you're looking for smaller manufacturers, if you're looking for Sonos and a whole lot of other stuff, check their websites. Um, there's a lot of vendors that actually will ship directly. Don't forget, used gear is always an option. Uh, Audiogon.com, U.S. Audio Mart, and of course, uh, eBay and Craigslist. Um, if you're lucky enough to be in one of those areas where Craigslist has a lot of stuff. Some parts of the country, not so much. Other parts, lots. If you're bored and willing to make a 300-mile drive while wearing your mask and practicing good social distancing to pick up audio gear... I'm pretty sure driving to someone's house to pick up audio gear is not social distancing. So maybe it's a bad idea until uh, uh, <laughs> until the plague is has passed. Um, eBay, critical. Craigslist, critical. Yeah. Especially for Craigslist, the local stuff. Yeah. And we'll here, s- we're fortunate in the Bay Area. I can just, especially for free things, I can just like say, hey, yeah. it's sitting in my driveway. <laughs> first one, first serve. Yeah, <laughs> go. If you're searching Craigslist and you're and you're willing to drive for a couple hours, uh, searchtempest.com is an extraordinary tool. Like when I was looking for the the truck I bought back in December to pull our our RV, um, I actually used Search Tempest and it allowed me to search a thousand miles from whatever zip code I added into. Or you can search like the entire continental United States. What site was that? Searchtempest.com. Excellent. Yeah, I, I love searchtempest.com. It makes me happy. They are not affiliated with Craigslist. They are a classified ad search engine. Please, Craigslist, don't break them because they're incredibly useful. I just got the day one response from the Kickstarter project update number one for the home run ATSC 3.0. <laughs> yes! Day one response was a lot more than we expected. <laughs> <laughs> We received a number of requests to ship to Canada. Well, ATSC 3 isn't currently planned for Canada. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, Oopsie. they're just saying uh, they've updated their fact. If you want, check it out on Kickstarter and get your ATSC 3 on. Yes. A huge response is what we like to call here at AVXL a high-class problem, Silicon Dusk. Be grateful. Silicon Dust, not Dusk. Although Silicon Dusk is a great name for something. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, I got to take a shower, climb into the truck, and prepare to drive across Kansas. If you see a great big white mega cab Dodge Cummins with gold wheels, feel free to wave. And if you get too close, I'll throw my N95 mask up and start backing up. Because <laughs> I don't want to catch the plague. Hey, everybody out there, uh, if you're an essential worker and you're up in the face of this, thank you. Stay safe, stay Indeed. healthy. And we'll talk to you next week on AVXL.